Welcome to Destination Marriage, a podcast about successfully navigating the winding roads of marriage. Whether you're newlyweds, engaged, looking to get married, or have been married for years, we want to share with you how we have navigated those winding roads over the past 19 years in our marriage. Join us on this journey as we talk about real life experiences in a marriage and what we have learned along the way. We discuss love, travel, fitness, raising kids, friendships, and much more, all from the perspective of our lives together. Happiness, love, grace, passion are some of the things we all strive for in a marriage, and we invite you to take this journey with us. Welcome Welcome to to Destination Destination Marriage. Welcome to episode 34 of Destination Marriage. I'm Jackie. And I'm Tommy. And we are thrilled to have you join us on this journey today. Yes, we are. So what are we getting into today, baby? So we are returning back to our Destination Growth Series with a phenomenal book that you actually brought to my attention called Atomic Habits. That's right. So Atomic Habits, um, tiny changes, remarkable results, an easy and proven way to build good habits and break bad ones by James Clear. Mm-hmm. So let's kind of give our we each kind of read it and i I listened to him give a a talk and Mm -hmm. read through some different things so let's just kind of give our overall impressions of the book before we kind of dig into the the meat of it and then yeah kind of like how we would apply it so what do you think baby What, what did you like it what so initially um Overall, yes, I do like the book. Uh, it did grab my attention in the in the beginning. I thought um, his story was really engaging. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like hearing about. I really like reading stories or reading a book or listening to someone talk about obstacles that they've overcome and yeah. learning the how and what motivated them. I will just being completely transparent though. Throughout the book, I think there were maybe some stories or anecdotes that maybe have lost my attention along Mm. the way because i really like to focus on the actionable steps what can i really apply um so i think it maybe could have been condensed a little bit but overall i mean it's a dense book book. it is it is it's it's a little long it feels like i think you could read it a few times yeah that's how much there is actually in the book or like i don't know my my thoughts are same it's really good there's a lot of actionable items but it does feel like our notes that we took and are talking about it was much more impactful than the book itself because mm-hmm. there's so much and it's like you can only hear so many stories over and over again. Yeah, the stories tend to lose me because it, it jumps around a little bit. Yeah. But if we really just focus on what the actual nuggets are that yeah. we can apply, that's what really I'm looking that's what I'm, I was looking for to begin with. Right. It's just you have to tell find, me all about yeah, those atomic yeah, you habits. Have to get the, you have to get the nuggets <laughs> throughout the book. Yeah. Um, no, but overall, it's it's really solid. It was a really popular book, I think, a couple of years ago. And it's, he kind of ties together. It felt at first when I was reading, I was like, this kind of feels like he's taking a lot of ideas that other people have had or things that I've heard over the years and kind of making it his own. And he kind of acknowledges that. Some of these are systems that he's sort of combined into mm-hmm. a more, effective kind of process and yeah. um like you know it starts off talking about how if you just got one percent better every day how you'd be like 30 plus per- percent or 30 times mm-hmm. more effective at the end of the year versus right. if you got one percent less mm-hmm. it would be quite the opposite you'd be actually worse off at the end of the year yeah so that's impactful to me but um overall i think actually for us as we talked through it mm-hmm it got more exciting to me because I was like, wait a minute, we really, it's a good kind of gut check to like, okay, where are we mm-hmm. at? 
what can we improve on in our marriage and our home? So yeah. we'll talk about that, but let's, let's jump in. So t- let's uh, tell me a little bit about his backstory that was intriguing to you. Yeah. So a little bit about James Clear, just to give you guys kind of a, a backstory as to how this book came about, you know, what really, what really kind of lit the match or motivated him to go down this path of becoming a New York times bestseller. Um, so James Clear was a baseball player, just like you, Tommy. And Hmm. um, in his sophomore year of high school, he had a terrible accident on on the baseball field. He actually got hit. It was an accident. Of course, no one did this on purpose, but he was hit in the face with a baseball bat, um, suffered a broken nose, skull fractures. crushed his face. And two shattered eye sockets. Yeah, that's nasty. That sounds pretty painful. Um, so he was obviously uh, brought to the hospital. He was actually um, placed in an induced coma, and um, you know it looked pretty scary for a while there um, because I think he was having maybe some struggles with breathing, and they really weren't sure immediately. Yeah, changed his whole world. He yeah, was, he was out for a long time. Um, he suffered from double vision. He lost his ability to smell. His eyeball, his eyeball bulged out of the socket for weeks. I mean, That's just weird. that alone. I mean, think about that. You know, if your eyeball. If you see him, out. if you see him now, because oh, I watched, I watched the YouTube. Yeah, he looks. You would never have guessed something like that. Yeah. There's no like visible scar. But think about it. You're a sophomore. You're 15 years old. You know, this is. That's life changing. And he's been playing baseball since he was four. Yeah, so he, he always had, wanted to play like minor. He always wanted to play professional baseball. He obviously this was his heart and soul. He put. You know what that's like to play baseball, and that's your life. Yeah. You know, that's all you do. And so he had his eyes on the prize of, you know, remaining on the starting team. And he had his junior, senior year coming up. He really wanted to make the team. And it was his first year when he came back. You know, he didn't make the team. Mm-hmm. He was cut, um, which was devastating. So he experienced a lot of depression, disappointment. But he was re- determined to return to baseball. And he actually made his way back to baseball. Um, and then when he uh, went to college, he said that was actually his turning point. So he made the baseball team when he went to college, but here's the thing that I really thought, wow, that's Hmm. really mature of him. He actually decided, look, I'm not a starter. I made the team. I'm going to make the most of this time. I'm going to focus on the things that I can control. Mm -hmm. And that's really where it started, where he recognized if I'm in control of my habits, the things that are going to really help me to, to thrive in other areas of my life. What can this do for me? So he actually started to journal the things that he was doing along the way. And that kind when of started his whole journey of becoming an expert on habits. <laughs> yeah. And he really, I mean, if you're journaling every step along the way, he's like, I have something here. He was focusing on mm. his sleep, his studying, his fitness, and he was tracking everything that he was doing, tracking his habits. Right. So I thought that was really, I mean, to me, I felt like, wow, at that age to recognize and also to, to, to think of ways that you can overcome that obstacle instead of staying in that place. Right. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, I like the, the, how he kind of, yeah, you're right. He recognized that and that's mm-hmm. hard to do in college or if you, if you're devastated still like emotionally, mm-hmm. you know, like your dream is dead. All right. right. What can I control? What are the things that I can do you? And, uh, yeah, it's, it is inspiring. I mean, let's think about when we were. 18 or 19. I would have never thought of that kind of, not yeah, to that, that's not to that That's a lot of emotional maturity right there. Yeah. I mean, there's 30, 40 year olds that don't think that way. <laughs> so, so he, he, it's evolved right over the years. Um, and then he created this book. And so what are atomic habits and, you know, kind of why does he, 
why does he call them atomic? Mm -hmm. So he says it's a regular practice or routine that is not only small and easy to do, but also the source of incredible power. I like that. You know, we don't realize Mm -hmm. how impactful little habits, little things we do and how much they accumulate and could take us down one path or down another. Right. You know, so it's a domino effect. I really like this. This rang true to me. I don't know what your thoughts are. What's that? When it said, forget about setting goals, focus on systems. And then the quote was, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And we were, this mm-hmm. was like a punch in the, in the face a little bit. Like when we were, when you were, we were talking about last night. Well, you know, it, it's not, it's not that goal setting is a bad thing. Right. You know, or focusing on a goal is, neg- is, is a negative thing. But if that's the only thing that's driving you to actually make some changes in your, in your life, in your lifestyle, then when the goal is achieved, then what do you do? Right. You know? So you had mentioned, I think we were talking about in an earlier podcast, we were talking about different things with our goals because we do annual planning and you had mentioned, oh, with my workout, I really want to kick it into high gear, but I need a race so I can get motivated so I can work towards that goal what happens like now when you don't have a race, you know, so that he, it made me rethink about that yeah. a little bit. And I think we were talking about this earlier, but I do recognize this, but it also, it, it's part, but if my system, I think I actually have an underlying system there that's helpful and productive in that now I enjoy mm-hmm. the workout, the process. I enjoy the process. So I've, I've got a system of getting started, going, doing the workout. Yeah. Now it does with a race, the intensity and the training kind of level picks up, but mm-hmm. I think we can apply that in all sorts of areas in our life, right? Like it's not just the goal of, I want to lose 10 pounds or the goal of, mm-hmm. you know, I want to be closer with my kids, but yeah, you got to create that system. Mm-hmm. I love the, he gave the analogy kind of was like, oh yeah, I never thought about it that way. He's like, what's that? Guess what? Any, in any sporting event, two teams, guess what? They have the same goal. One's going to mm-hmm. lose. One's going to win. Does that mean the team that lost? doesn't have a good, you know what I mean? Like, it's like, just be, everyone's got the same goals in, right. in certain environments. So mm-hmm. focus on the system and the end result will kind of take care of itself. Mm-hmm. I like it. Yeah. So the four stages of habits are one cue, two craving, three response for reward, reward. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's, it's helpful to kind of I give me put that in perspective. We don't, I don't think we need to spend too much time kind of going through the cycle of a habit, but what does that, what does that mean to you when you see that? Like, did you breaking it down like that? Did you think about it? Like some random habit you have and, mm-hmm. oh yeah, I guess there is a cue and then a craving, and then I respond and then mm-hmm. a reward. Yeah. My morning coffee. <laughs> <laughs> the cue is the cue is waking up and I'm like, dang it, I need some caffeine. And then, of course, immediately craving that mm, delicious pour over coffee. Right. The reward is like waking up and then I can be productive. Yeah. That's kind of an easy one. <laughs> well, it's, it's you know, it's the way your brain functions. It's that dopamine. Mm-hmm. What, are they, what does he call it? A dopamine cycle where yeah. you get that rush of dopamine when you 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 are cued to drink mm-hmm. that coffee. Right. right. Whatever your habit is. Um, sometimes it could be a, a negative, too. Mm-hmm. Right. Your cue is somebody made you angry. So what do you do? Then you crave food. Mm-hmm. And so you eat and then you get that reward of like, Oh, I feel good. Or you feel terrible. Well, but I mean, it, 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 it fulfills that need. And yeah, at the moment, I know what you right? mean. Mm-hmm. So, well, the four laws of behavior are also something else that he touches on, mm-hmm. which also um, is something that will be um, kind of broken down throughout the book, but mm-hmm. the four laws of behavior 
uh, behavior change for building better habits are make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy, and make it satisfying. Yeah, isn't it interesting? I, I haven't thought about it breaking it down. This is part of what he is kind of, going, or I guess this is really where his system, his system is, yeah. is kind of stands out versus others. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, make it obvious. So what would be an example of that? Yeah, so make it obvious. A lot of times um, with making it obvious, you'll want to focus on a certain time mm -hmm. or a location. So if you know that you're going to start your morning at 6 a.m., then making it obvious would be setting your alarm and not hitting the snooze button, right. getting up at 6 a.m. And you know at 6 a.m. you're going to do X, Y, and Z. So if you know that in the morning you want to make it obvious by, I need to take my vitamins, I'm going to have my vitamins placed where I can see them. So it's easy for me to see them every morning. I'm making it obvious. I need to take those. Or if I wanted to go to the gym first thing in the morning, my workout clothes are going to be laid out right there for me. I'm making it obvious. It's those little things. Yeah. yeah. The little things to build and build and build. It so, sounds minor, but these are things that actually change your lifestyle. They change your life. So what about how to make it attractive? That one, what is that? I, I kind of struggle with that one as far as like, if you're starting to form a good mm -hmm. habit, what does making it attractive mean? So yeah, I was actually reading through that as well. I'm like, gosh, well, how does that apply to things that I'm you know, habits that I want to change or things that I want to do. Cause some habits you're just like, you just have to do them. Right. And mm -hmm. so there's not really any way to make them attractive. You just have to do them, but things that you want to change when you make it attractive, I guess they focus on craving or temptation bundling. And so when I was looking at temptation bundling, that actually made more sense to me. So if I say, okay, well I need to make 10 sales calls this morning, mm -hmm. um, 10, you know, cold calls or whatever. But I really want to look up, um, you know, a new DIY project on Pinterest so I can send it to Tommy so he can work <laughs> on it. <laughs> I can tell myself, you know what? I need to complete these 10 sales calls, 10 cold calls. And after those calls, I can then tap into what my craving is, mm, looking okay. at Pinterest and putting together a nice new creative board so Tommy can work on some DIYs this weekend. <laughs> I like it. There you go. And then making it easy is uh, almost kind of like the make it a make it obvious, right? Make it mm -hmm. easy, like re remove barriers to, if you want to start a habit, mm -hmm. I think he gave the reference of like, I want to be a, I want to read every night. Yeah. Uh, uh, you know, I want to be a reader at night. Mm -hmm. So make it easy by in the morning mm -hmm. you make your bed and put the book you want to read on your pillow. Yeah. Right. And you're That's so, actually a really good idea. Right. Or leave your Kindle right by your bed. Yeah. There. So yeah. like it, it makes it easy. Mm -hmm. There's no excuse not to do. And then make it satisfying. Um, I love that quote. What is immediately rewarded is repeated. What is immediately punished is avoided. Mm -hmm. Right. So you get that reward, whatever that reward is. Even if, like you said, you, the reward is, ah, I get to go on Pinterest now because I started, I did the, I completed that step. And then you just kind yeah. of build the chain, right? Build and build and build and get the momentum of that habit by right. continuing those process. Now he's also very realistic and he does touch on the fact, and I think people need to also recognize, yes, I may then incorporate a new habit. It doesn't mean I'm going to actually see whatever my result is immediate. Oh, a lot of times you're not. You know? That's the, yeah, that's the, that's hard. That's where it's hard. But then it becomes, I think weight, weight loss or, you know, is one of the mm -hmm. things that's, you know, easy to kind of visualize. Or so, even becoming more organized. You know, let's say I just really want my home to stay organized. If you were never organized to begin with and you clean your house and you organize it all in one weekend, 
It's going to change. It's going to require that you change your habits in order to keep it that way. Right. So you're One not time having to do. A, re, if your goal is just to clean the house, boom, you're done. Now right. what? Now you used to go back Two to the same Two days later, what? Habits. It goes back right. to the same mess. Of hoarding. Yeah. <laughs> of hoarding. <laughs> your favorite. Um, and then, and then the reverse is true, right? Mm-hmm. So it's not just starting new habits. It's breaking bad ones. Yeah. And so the first step kind of everything's basically the, the, op, the opposite of uh, the good habits. So number one is make it invisible, mm-hmm. right? To Take it away. Remove anything. Remi- that's, yeah. yeah. And so the first step would be, uh, I'm going to remove those uh, Oreo cookies. The that, ones that you brought home. That Dylan ate all of them. I had one. But you, but you purchased them. I well, I might have had almost an entire Chips Ahoy box or whatever in two days. Yeah. But the this point is, why is I don't buy those things. I know, right? I leave them at the store. Make so it make invisible. It, make it invisible. Yeah. Right. So take that, whatever that temptation is of a bad habit, mm-hmm. take it away. And that's a starting point. Right. And then make it unattractive. How do you make a chocolate chip cookie unattractive? Um, I guess that's, that's a more, challenge. That, How right, do you make but, <laughs> <laughs> it's never, never unattractive. I don't know. So. <laughs> Maybe stumped on that one. But I think it's, you know, it's, it, it's harder, I think. To make it unattractive, I mean, it makes sense, but I can't really explain it. So I don't know. I'm struggling. Maybe with that. after you eat the cookie, how do you feel? And then kind of note that and make that unattractive, and like right. what you're going to look like or feel like. How you? Yeah, because yeah. I mean, think about it. Once you actually have that item or whatever that craving is, you feel like you needed that item mm-hmm. or that food, or you did something that removed you from your positive habit. How do you feel afterwards? So right. maybe that's what's making it unattractive. Yeah. And then make it difficult. Um, I think he gave the example of hmm. for him as a writer, he recognized that he would get lost in social media and post and like and comment and stuff. So he made one of the things he did on his phone. Yeah. Well, the first thing he did, <laughs> I don't know if he did, you saw heard, read this part or remember, but he said his assistant actually on Monday mornings yeah. logs him out of all his social media accounts okay. and changes the password. Oh, wow. And then on Friday afternoon, she gives it, she gives him the new passwords and then he has, you know, social media over the weekend. Cause he recognized that I'm not going to, I'm not, if I, my goal is to be a writer or I might, you know, I might, that's my, mm-hmm. what I'm, the habit I'm trying to do is become a good writer. Yeah. That was killing that. So, right. and I think another reference is, uh, and to kind of slow himself down on social media, he put social media apps, like buried them on his phone. Like okay. in a folder within a folder. So it was like, instead of just clicking on it and being right there, it's three clicks. Now that's a silly little. Three ex- whole clicks. I know it's a silly example, but the idea is like, okay, you, you set those barriers, you make it difficult. Changing the passwords is. is that's more powerful, yeah, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, he's committed to changing that habit. Okay. So if we wanted to not watch TV. I'm not at, doing If that. we not wanted to watch. Not I'm not watch hiding TV. the remote. Well, I mean, right. That would make Sometimes it difficult. Sometimes it hides itself. So I'm not going to hide I mean, it. ultimately if we took it off the wall, that would be. Take the television off I'm the wall. I'm just giving an example of making it difficult. Okay. You're getting really worked up over there. Well, I, we don't watch that much TV, but let's be real. Okay. Mm-hmm. At two o'clock in the morning, I need to turn the TV on at times. <laughs> so, and then the fourth is make it unsatisfying. Making your bad habit unsatisfying. Making your bad habit unsatisfying. You kind okay. of, you kind of turn into like, you recognize I don't feel right. I feel terrible when I do X. Mm-hmm. Um, or you regret it. Like you regret if he, it, right. If he recognized being on his phone Monday through Friday was taking him, removing him from his creative headspace, mm-hmm. you know, to, to write or do whatever he needed to do for his job, then at the end of the day, that's unsatisfying. He felt like he failed. Yeah, I think um, 
that can ring true for a lot of people when it comes to social media. How much time, you know, I don't think you're on social media as much as I am, but I feel like there are days I'm like, gosh, I wish I just didn't waste an hour, you know, getting sucked into this TikTok world, looking at all these videos. (laughs) Yeah. Um, All right. So why don't you talk a little bit about how he kind of frames up looking at your life? Yeah. So one of the things that they actually recommend or he recommends in the book is starting with a habit score. So this is something you can initially start with. Just write a list of the things that you do in the morning, in the afternoon, throughout your day. So for example, super easy. I start my day, brush my teeth, wash my face, coffee, check my phone, email, why don't you rephrase that? You okay. wake up, check your phone. Up. I wake up. Yeah, you're right. It's really, I wake up, I check my phone and I do have my phone next to me, not because I'm obsessed with social media. I mean, the reality is I have my phone there because that's our only a phone. child that lives outside of the home. Yeah. We don't have yeah, a home phone, but for emergencies, like right. I leave right there, but you are right. I do check my phone first, brush my teeth, wash my face, coffee, check email. So let's just go through those first five. I'm not going to go through my whole day. My first one checking my phone would actually be a minus, yep. okay? Because that's really taking away. That should never be your first thing that you do. I I need to change that, okay? Now, the things that everyone has to do, brush your teeth, wash your face, those would be... Neutral or positive, yeah. Yeah, they would be an equal sign. So you would put an equal sign next to anything that's neutral. Um, a plus sign for me would be coffee because I love my delicious <laughs> coffee. But if you are trying to remove caffeine from your life, it probably would be a minus. So the idea is then to like walk, do that for your whole day. Exactly. Like a, it's your like whole scorecard. Is that what it's called? Yeah. yeah it's like a called score, a habit, habit score. scorecard. And then, then you can really assess, okay, what What's, you need to yeah. remove and what really is just part of everyone's day. You're going to wash your face. There are neutral things. Go to work. Right. Uh, you know, make dinner. Drive. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So do the laundry now in between your habit score then you're going to figure out in between those just everyday things Mm -hmm. where you can implement your actual habits that you want to now incorporate into your life okay so if i want to become a reader i'm going to say okay let's say after i take my bath and i do my skincare Instead of, oh, I'm going to go watch Real Housewives, I'm going <laughs> 90 to... 90 Day Fiance. 90 Day Fiance. Married at First Sight. Married at First Sight. I love you that show. You got me sucked into that one a little bit. I am i don't know how people are not really into this show yet. Anyways, but yeah. I'm going to go to my Kindle <laughs> That's a whole other episode. that I've already <laughs> laid on my pillow, and I'm going to have, even if it's like a 30-minute window, okay? And I'm going to start reading my book. So you're going to go through now, a you, Hold on. So 30 minutes. That's, yes. that's That would be against his philosophy, right? Start with two minutes, like start with small. Don't yeah. commit to well, 30, 30 minutes, minutes of reading. Well, 30 minutes be small for somebody else. I'm just saying yeah, whatever on the is habit. small right, for right. you. Yeah, yeah, so it could be small for you, whatever it is for you. So if you're definitely not a reader at all, you may just need to start with reading one page. And that's, I think we kind of hit on a little bit, but that's such a key point in the whole process and the whole system is just get started. Yeah. What is that? Like the habit of showing up. Showing up, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, I feel like showing up can be applied to so many different things. Like. Mm-hmm. The reality is if you don't show up, nothing's going to happen. <laughs> right. You're not even going to read one p- a sentence. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. So that's good. I like that habit. You know, actually the more you explain it, 
when I kind of read through it, I was like, this does, cause he was talking about the morning routine. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But if you, if you're honest. That's because you, we don't have, a, we need a morning routine I know, and we need a night routine. Yeah. It's, we're out of whack. We uh, really are. Yeah. All right. So this um, book could not have come at the, right? the better time. I'm serious. After last year, cause we were very, re- we thrive on a regimen or a routine. We really do. Yeah. 2020 with jobs and working at home and mm-hmm. it was, it was totally different. And now with, yeah, we'll talk about that in a little bit, but, um, <laughs> And then part of that kind of next step is that this idea of habit stacking. I think you really like this. So it's taking a current habit you already have and Mm -hmm. then adding or stacking your new behavior on top. Could you kind of explain how that, what, how that works and what the kind of result would be? Right. So habit stacking would be, I already have certain habits that are a part of my day. So I already know once I go through my habit score and it could be, you know what? I already go to the gym at five o'clock or six o'clock. Actually, those are the worst times. I go to the gym at seven o'clock, right? But I really want to start incorporating a new nighttime routine. So what I'm going to do now for habit stacking in my scorecard, I'm going to I know now when I leave the gym, I'm going to come home immediately and I'm going to drink two tall glasses of water and immediately take care of my skin instead of or my skincare so I'm not sitting in sweaty clothes, you know, mm-hmm. or whatever it may be. Or I'm going to make sure in the morning that I hydrate before I caffeinate. So <laughs> actually I am trying to do I tried that. To, I do that. I read that, yeah. Okay, and I don't so I have do that, that habit with water. Yet, full yeah. disclosure. I am trying to do that before I go to my coffee. I'm trying to hydrate before I caffeinate, which I think everyone should do, but being honest here, I haven't Really, I'm not fully on board with that. <laughs> I'm trying to. So that's kind of, okay, so that's kind of in that temptation bundling almost, make it attractive. So you, you follow up behind a, a habit you do and just, right. so it's more of like you recognize that you got it, you have this habit that's that's positive. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm going to build on that and I'm going right. to add whatever it, you know, you, whatever that habit is to that right after that habit. Right after. It should be something that immediately follows or, or it could be right before, obviously like the water just, would be more before You're creating coffee. new cues in your head. Yeah. Right. And so your cue is, oh, I wanted to, uh, you know, maybe it's, you know, I want to drink. I don't know. But yeah, I, mm-hmm. I like it. It makes it total be, sense when you kind of break it down. Right. And it can even be certain things that you do in your home. Let's say it has nothing to do with working out or, you know, food consumption. Let's say, you know what? I really want to get better about preventing my laundry from piling up. Okay. I know your laundry master in our household. But let's say you have a system and, we're finding out that we're really getting behind on towels. So maybe now you say, you know what, what I'm going to do on Monday nights, I'm going to make sure after X, Y, and Z, I start the first load of towels. So come Thursday, we're not without towels, Mm -hmm. you know, so you're going to start doing that at a certain time. Like right after dinner, I do a load of towels. You enjoy laundry. So I mean, (laughs) it kind of reminds me of that. uh, Remember that episode of the office where Jim was training Dwight to like mm-hmm. stick out his hand every time he heard like an email ding or something oh, with, an and with an Altoid. Yeah. And then finally he just, uh, <laughs> over time, you know, you, that, that's the cue, right? right? And then it becomes a, you get conditioned to it. Mm-hmm. I like it though. All right. So what are some other kind of, before we kind of hit on how we're, how we are going to apply this and maybe how some of our listeners, some ideas for our listeners, yeah. any kind of other uh, well, I'll just kind of go through some other kind of mm-hmm. notes I took on okay. like kind of key phrases that I think are pretty that important. That kind of jumped off the page to you? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to talk about this with us, but like motivation is overrated. Environment often matters more. I really like that. Right. You know, the, the, being in the right environment physically 
your home, whatever your workspace. I think that's huge. Yeah, and yeah. creating an environment to, to for positivity mm-hmm. towards reaching those goals is really important. Um, and we talked about this. A, well, I talked about just kind of getting started and just show up. But another mm-hmm. piece that he he said is if you want to master a habit, the key is to start with repetition, not perfection. Just go start, even if it's small, mm-hmm. two minutes, whatever that is. And then build that momentum, build that, they kind of like build that chain, right? That chain, like, so I, I like it. I, I, mm-hmm. I do well when I hear analogies and things. So like that, the idea of like building a habit is like, okay, you've got each, each day is a new link in that chain. Mm-hmm. Don't break the chain. Okay. That makes sense to me. Or, yeah. you know, put it, make a, put a calendar up on the wall and, and every time you successfully do whatever your habit you're trying to form is put a little x in the calendar mm-hmm. and you'll see those calendar days get filled up then it's like boom that's now how you work though i can right. see how that would really speak to you um when i hear things about like repetition that's where i would have to work on my patience <laughs> <laughs> yeah, honestly, I think to so. Me, it's like, well, you know, is there? No I think end there's a sight? fear of of becoming boring mm-hmm. in your in, that you have sometimes. Yeah, it could seem monotonous, you know. If but the like, I, but he even says like, you know, forming a habit and having good habits is freeing. It's not. It's not. Mm-hmm. It's not a prison. Right. Right. A, a routine. I or, don't disagree with that. Right. Yeah. I'm just saying when it talks about each link in the chain, like I feel, I, I envision. <laughs> Like me sitting there making one of those um, construction paper chains that leads to nowhere. But <laughs> that's just where my mind goes. <laughs> so along the lines of that analogy, yeah. um, another kind of thing I thought was really important is how to recover quickly when your habits break down. Okay. Right. And so if, if every day you're supposed to do X and then you, you miss, the key is getting back up and never missing twice. Mm-hmm. So you're building momentum, you're building momentum. Okay, I missed a day. Don't miss twice. Because now if you miss twice, you're now building momentum in the opposite direction. Yeah, then you're working against yourself at that point. Yeah. Or you're creating a new habit. That's what I mean. You're, you're going, yeah, you're, now you're going towards a bad direction. Mm-hmm. You're, but you're building momentum by doing it two days in a row or yeah. whatever that time frame is. So I thought that was, uh, I like that quote. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. All right, baby. Yeah. How do we apply? Let's let's kind of break it down. So, how do we apply it to our household? Okay. Then we'll maybe like how do we apply it to our marriage specifically, and then how do we apply it kind of individually? If we let's start any. with the first one. So, how do we apply it to our household? Yeah, I think the environment component is really important there. I think so. Um, well, obviously, working from home, it's important for me to have like a designated workspace. Mm-hmm. It's also really important for the flow of our home and the energy of our home to have things orderly. It does bring a certain peace of mind when things are where they should be. Sure. So, um, you know, I think having some type of structure in place, whether it be with home organization or how things are done in the home, you're also setting an expectation for your children. And then they are also just because they're going to naturally model after what they see every day. They're going to create those habits as well. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's also part of the book talking about sometimes the habits that we also adopt are because of the individuals that are around us. So you, in your environment at home, you are affecting not only yourself, but your children, you know, the people that are in your home, you're setting that environment. I think truth be told where we've, this could be, we could do a better job 
for for Dylan because mm-hmm. of the way school is structured this year and all these weird days and wrote, you know, like yeah. he's not in a good routine anymore with getting up. It's, it's this up, last and down, year, up and down. No. Yeah. This last year has been terrible with, um, with habits and just our routine or lack thereof, I should say, but, and you feel it right. Like emotionally yeah. it's, it's, it's training. Well, I was telling you that I felt like, gosh, you know, without having a certain routine, morning routine or night routine, I've been staying up at all hours. Yeah, our sleep patterns are off. I'm not a night owl. Our sleep patterns are off. Our our we're still my mind feels functioning. Foggy. Right. Yeah, isn't that weird? How that? Yeah. You think, oh, I want to be spontaneous, maybe, but no, spontaneity without any type of structure or routine. I need structure. I need routine. It drains you yeah, emotionally. And, and we were very routine before. Yeah. And so so was Dylan. I mean, Dylan was as well with having the structure of school mm-hmm. and sports. Without having that, it's just kind of like you're. I don't even know. You're just kind of floating midair. I guess. Yeah. I think, I think that's something we need to kind of talk about a little bit more in depth about how do we, how do we create a better environment? Not that right. the environment's bad, right? It's not like it's chaos. It's no. just not structured. Yeah. It doesn't feel right. I just, I think that we could be more effective, Yeah, you know, with our time. This for book work. is going to be helpful for that. We got to kind of really stru- build that out. Right. We're going to sit down and I mean, I already started qu- kind of going through just my, <laughs> right. my habit score. Which mm. I already have a negative when I start my day because I look at my phone. So I'm already <laughs> minus. But before I even get downstairs. But I think we should kind of look at our day together, honestly, like write it out mm-hmm. and go through our score together. Okay, let's do it. Maybe we should score each other's. No, I think it needs to be self reflection. <laughs> but I well know. but we'll talk about that in a second okay. as far as not the the score, but you yeah. know, how can we help each other too? So that's our household. What about our marriage? How would you apply this kind of in, in marriage? Yeah. So, you know, I think in marriage, um, there are little things that you can create as habits that, you know, maybe when we're doing your, your habits where you're looking at certain things that you want to implement into your marriage, where there's maybe areas that are lacking, you can say, you know what, I really want to be more mindful of my spouse's needs. And maybe on, you know, Mondays when I'm working from home, I can bring my spouse their special lunch that they really love. So I'm going to put a reminder in my phone. I'm going to make it a habit. Mm-hmm. So it's something that I always do. I'm going to pick up something that they really enjoy on the weekends. So we can implement those same habits, little things that are either a daily routine um, or every week or on the weekends, just to let our spouse know that we're thinking of them sure. or maybe habits that we're doing right now that we are bad habits mm-hmm. that are putting a stress on our spouse. We can make a habit of removing that, that, that negative, you know, whatever it may be, instead of leaving your glass laying around, I'm going to bring my glass to the dishwasher. So my spouse doesn't have to come clean up after me. I don't know. Like, little <laughs> and then things. put it in that structure of, you know, cue craving response. Mm-hmm. You know, Here's the other thing though. I feel very strongly about this and this applies not only to household, but also to marriage is, you know, when you get married and also you become a parent, or even if you're not a parent, but when you become married, um, when you become a husband or a wife, it's not only about you. So mm. you do That's, need to I do some I think a lot of people struggle with that. Yeah. Like we said, we're going to go through our habit score. It's not just like you said, well, it, it's something for self-reflection for ourselves. No, it's not only about me. I need to look at this and see how does it affect my spouse? So sure. Sure. Well, I mean, as far as the score is right. something that should be done. But if we're going to do it together and there are things yeah. that really are negatively impacting your spouse, you should be honest with one another or tell your spouse, this is something that's really negatively impacting me. If I don't want to show up, okay, 
then I'm being selfish. Mm -hmm. You should show up. You should want to implement positive new habits so you can both reach those, whatever those things are, you know, whether future goals together. So maybe we do the habit score Mm -hmm. and then swap. And I look at yours, you look at mine, and there may be glaring holes that are needs of me, mine, or mm-hmm. needs of yours that we neither of us recognize. Okay. And then maybe it's a good opportunity to look at, here's an opportunity to start that new habit to help help me meet your needs, which will help our marriage. And you help help you meet my needs, which I will like help our it. marriage. I like it. Okay. Let's we do it. We got a plan. Um, so we asked a question. We kind of had this discussion, and we were talking about this um, around the routine. So do we play a role in creating, and I say we, like, do you as, do we, to, to each other, Yeah. you know, good or bad, whether it's a good habit or a bad habit, do we play a role in creating the right habits in our spouse or even holding on to bad habits? You know, we kind of gave the mm-hmm. reference, we were thinking about this is like when I was traveling a lot for previous jobs, or mm-hmm. if you would go away on, you know, a girl's trip or you would go away for work or whatever, um, it's kind of this instinctual, just, you, you just get into a routine, you take care of stuff. You just, you manage those things. Right. And then when we're both here or all of 2020, when we're all in quarantine, are we like kind of hurting each other because we, do you want to watch a movie? I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, yeah, not hurting, but like, are we not, we're not holding each other accountable to the habits that we really want positive habits that we Mm -hmm. want to continue or implement. I think a lot of people went into this last year and they probably were like you and I both were very routine. We had a certain, you know, process in place when you traveled. I mean, I ran the house a certain way. You got up, you had to get up early. You did this, you did that every morning. I was getting up at five 50 every morning. My alarm went off and it wasn't like, I'm going to hit this. That wasn't an option. I had to get up. Right. So necessity created that. Yeah. But is the necessity because we just almost like rely on each other and now that you're here to take care of things and then we take it for granted or I don't know it's kind of a it's got us thinking how's that things it's got become us really more relaxed I'll put it that way it's not like we're bringing each other down into some right you know pile of quicksand or anything but yeah there are certain things that I feel like we're not at our peak performance yeah because we're we're just so I don't know, lackadaisical. It feels like we're just... It sounds like we're just like really slobs sitting around doing nothing. But, no, but that's not the, But the, it's we both kind of feel it. Like there's just this versus feeling... Versus where we were, yeah. I feel like a year, a little over a year ago at this point, because now we're in February. Yeah, so I think we need to... Uh, we got some We got some follow-ups to, uh, to be we honest about. We have some about. work to do. We do. I think it's, this book, the more I talk about it and think about it, and you know, first I read through it, and it's like, okay, yeah, that mm-hmm. sounds great. Then as I start applying it mentally about potential, wow, or assess where we're at and the mm-hmm. habits we're not doing, maybe that's a big piece of why there's been like emotional up and downs this past year. Mm-hmm. Obviously, there's real issues around COVID and yeah. you know, jobs and all this kind of stuff. But and you know why I said earlier, I feel like this book really comes at the right time <laughs> also, because much. in the very beginning, in the very first chapter, he said, look, there was a lot that I couldn't control. But if I focused on even the little things that I could control, it really changed his emotional and mental well-being. And look how many people, including us, you know, have been impacted by, you know, this pandemic and COVID and, you know, job changes and school changes and everything. If you focus on just those little things, it does make you feel like you have some sense of control. Sure. You know? 
but we just need to tighten the reins a little bit over here, Kuiper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like this quote. It kind of sums it up a little bit. So people get caught up in the fact that they have limits, mm-hmm. that they but they rarely exert the effort required to even get close to those limits. Kind of a, mm-hmm. you know, are you are you self, you know, what's the kind of like self-sabotaging self-sabotaging yourself mentally mm-hmm. because oh well i can't control that look look everybody i can't control that therefore i'm not gonna even put the effort to get to that point where you can you know to what that limit is yeah i think that's a good way of kind of looking at it right mm-hmm. we've got some work babe we got Me some follow-ups too. i like this book so everybody all our listeners would love to hear from you if uh if you kind of agree if you're feeling some of the similar things in your household um you know maybe what are the, some of the steps you've taken or or maybe go buy the book. Yeah, um, go buy the book. I know Tommy listened to it on Audible. Yeah, well. there's. I listened to Audible, and then I I watched him present. There, he's all over the internet, and he's mm-hmm. you know he's a he's a guest on uh, a number of podcasts. But mm-hmm. he's got uh, he's not a real dynamic speaker. Mm-hmm. He's pretty straightforward. His inflections fine, but it's he's not going to come wow you with his with his kind of presence. Mm-hmm. But he's really solid. Obviously, the information's powerful. Um, but you can. You can listen to him. Some of his talks are an hour, forty minutes, and really get a good sense of the of the the book. I mean, right. he's basically it's just, it's kind of a it's well, a great system. It's, yeah, there's a lot of good I instruction. Um, I did listen to an interview he had done, mm-hmm. and and you're right, he's very direct. Um, but you know, these are things that he's proven, yeah, or that have been proven to work for him. So sure. you know, he's speaking from experience. But it's a great book. I probably could read it, you know, maybe two more times because I'm sure there's so much there. I probably missed a few things here or there, <laughs> but it's a good book. So again, it's Atomic Habits by James Clear. Yeah. And we hope that uh, this was helpful for you, especially if you're, like you said, we're all kind of in the same boat in a lot of ways, mm-hmm. you know, with, with the impacts of COVID and we're kind of hopefully coming out of it, but there's also a lot still to be still determined lingering. and still mm-hmm. lingering. And, and I'm certain if you had kids, you know, this, this school year has been terrible. It's up and down and um, there's just so much, there's just, it's a little chaotic and not having a system for us right now is we're feeling it. There's like a compound negative effect of that. Mm-hmm. So let's turn that around, sweetheart. Let's use this framework and let's, uh, let's go get it. Let's do it. All right, everybody. Well, have a great rest of your week and, uh, we will see you next time. Yep. So have a great night and have Thanks a good week. Listening. Thanks for listening. Bye, Bye. guys. We hope you enjoyed this episode, and if so, please continue to listen and subscribe on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. We would greatly appreciate positive reviews, and we will answer any questions at feedback at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. For up-to-date content and news about the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram at destination underscore marriage and visit our website at destinationmarriagepodcast.com. Be sure to tune in next week.